Welcome, welcome, welcome back to She-Hulk, episode 6, review and discussion with the House of Commentary. So, we last did episode 5 and our mid-season review. Now we're on episode 6, which is mean green and straightforward into these jeans. And um, I thought we were going to get our Daredevil episode this week. I really did. I tell you something. Last week's episode, episode five, was the nadir of any series. I mean, how low can you go? However, one crumb, one solitary crumb was right at the end in a horrible colour, be it may, we saw Daredevil's helmet in a box. That has to go to its owner. And I said at the time, there needs to be some redemption here. Because we have had to watch some pretty awful episodes. And I think the writers of this show don't know what the term redemption means. We expect some atonement with a great episode. We expect them to show some penance by actually understanding the bad episodes prior to what we've seen. We want to see some repentance from the from the writers to say, yep, yeah, we're going to make this a great episode. Daredevil is here. And isn't it wonderful? You really got the thesaurus out on that one, didn't you? I tell you something. <laughs> you the... They need to pay. I want reparations. I mean, I want them to pay reparations. You've got better vocabulary this, than they do. This say. episode, honestly, it was, oh, where do you start? Where do you start? expectation was so high finally after all the trailers and you know it's not like they've been hiding this so they released a daredevil trailer after the last episode didn't they i'm not too sure if that if that episode did come out after the last one but they were right at the beginning of the series before the beginning everybody knew daredevil is going to make an entrance the um the single scene that i remember most is on the a building um and it was, it looked, it's an action type scene. And I thought, great, this is great. This, that's going to be there, fine. We've been waiting for it. Five episodes in. The, the last the episode matter. was bad. That was yeah. bad. I mean, they've all been bad. This episode, no, it was, it was worse. It was, I think, I personally feel episode five, if you ignore it, you haven't lost a single this part of the thread of this story that's how bad it was and then we suddenly find ourselves with this episode which is a, is a shocker it's a throwaway episode isn't it it's just a shocker there's nothing to it there's nothing to the it the things all. that are in there are is a classic example of writers and the people at Disney, I, I cannot believe it is just the writers. The, these writers wrote a load of crap that had to be redone. So that means somebody's come along and made it better. This is the fixed version. These are not. These are no, these are the you know, prior to the series coming out, the series had to be delayed because it had to be rewritten and reshot. It was that bad. So they completed it, people saw it and said this is terrible. We need to redo scenes, rebuild it. I mean, so this is not the writers, that. this is Disney. 
And those people, I mean, what the hell are they playing? What they, the the what problem they is, this is what happens when you're surrounded by yes-men. You're surrounded by people who pat you on the back regardless of what you do, and they say, you did a good job, mate. And this is what's happened. Every episode, the standard has dropped, right? I thought the first episode was bad. The first episode started to look like one of the better episodes of the whole series. Unfortunately, it's absolutely it's crazy. True. So every episode, someone's patting someone on the back saying, well done, keep ploughing on. And they keep ploughing on. They are not letting go of this train. I mean, we are sitting here now. It's the sixth episode. No one cares about Jen. No one cares about any of her friends. No one cares about any of the other characters. They ruined Wong. What has come positive from this series? All I can say is, dear listener, it shows how bad this episode was that we just dear jumped listener. in just like this. Dear listener. Yeah. We just, yeah, gosh. It, we jumped in. We haven't even described the episode because... It's that bad. But let's, 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 let's go start through with the episode. Yeah, let's, let's go, go through, through the episode. Yeah. So, okay. So, at the beginning of every episode, we, there's always a recap. And they always choose a couple of scenes to let us know, you know, what might be relevant in this episode. Hey, don't, don't forget that thing because that's something that's important. Or, you know, you're a stupid listener slash viewer. And um, we need to just remind you these things because there's no way you can remember them. So the ones that they've told us about this time, they've reminded us that someone tried to stab Jen. Yeah. Right. So it's a male crook. Thunderball, did you get it? He said, no, I couldn't pierce that nasty green skin. And then you have the previously on She-Hulk part where you see she gets to keep her name. She beats Titania in court. And the last part of the recap is Titania saying, this isn't over, hater. Yeah. So, we cut to Jen in her apartment. And Nikki's present. And they are talking about a wedding. And God knows where this came from. Jen has been invited to a wedding as a bridesmaid. And they're talking about the... First they're talking about uh, Luke's suit that he gave her. And um, Nikki's saying, oh, I want to see the super suit he made you. And Jennifer's saying, why? I'll never wear it. So she's committing to this superhero who's never going to be a superhero. And Nikki's saying, come on, you're killing me. It's the double sin to kill... It's double the sin to kill a fun person. And then Jen says, no, no, no. Look at the dress that Luke made me for the rehearsal dinner. And they love... And she loves it. And uh, basically, she goes, you're going to look really hot as Shulky, which is their new name for She-Hulk. And uh, that's the reason to go to the wedding. And she goes, yes, that's actually the reason I'm really excited to go. Um, why? Do-? And then Nikki says, why does anyone have a wedding on a Thursday? Throwaway line, supposed to be funny. Do you find it funny? No, but, the, but we're missing something here. Uh, the, remember, there was that scene, I'm pretty sure it's near the beginning, where she gets a letter that opens up, and as it opens up, some confetti comes out, and then some more, and some glitter comes out, and all that sort of stuff. The invitation is to Jen. Yeah, that's that's at the beginning of that scene. Yeah, yeah the yeah. invitation is to Jen. Invitation, and that's really important. It's somebody that Jen knows throughout this entire series of episodes. Jen has been trying to say that she is different to She-Hulk. That she is her own person. And you would... And I certainly, when I saw that, I thought, okay, this is about Jen. Yeah. 
And then she says, you know, they're trying to figure out, Nikki's trying to figure out who's invited her. And Jen says, oh, it's Lulu. She's an old friend from high school. Um, she knows my whole family. My cousin Ched is DJing the wedding. So there's a link there. Yeah. She's family got a bit of history with this person that we never heard of. Yeah. Which is fine because, you know, yeah. we're, we're learning something about her that we have not learned anything in the previous and then, five episodes. Really. And then Jen says, she says this, she says, yeah, but we like gradually grew apart and we don't talk anymore. And then she says, why are you, the Nikki, I think very fairly, very fairly says, why are you a bridesmaid? And Jen says, because she, I think she just felt obligated to ask me and I felt obligated to say yes. Because how do you say no to being a bridesmaid? And Nikki says what everyone is saying. You just say no. no. You just say no. And uh, remember that, kids. Just say no. So <laughs> Jen, so then uh, I think Jen says that I hate that Mallory has to pick up my slack at work because they're our friends, obviously. And Nikki says, just a divorce case. And um, Nikki says it gives me the opportunity to work so much closer with Miss Mallory. So, we know what the two lines are. Yeah. Two lines in every episode. Yeah, every episode. So, one line is going to be Jen going to the wedding. And one line is going to be Nikki working with Mallory. So, then the, here comes the fourth wall break. Yes, it's a self-contained wedding episode. And if you think that's happening at an inconvenient time, you're right. And it is an inconvenient time. Because I wanted Daredevil in this episode. And yeah. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Because this was such a waste of an episode. My God. My and, God. And also, this other part of all weddings are inconvenient, which is her, what, what she was also talking about. You know what? That's not actually true. There might be... that Weddings are planned. They do... You, know, you, you kind of um, have to respect the bride and the groom. And this idea that... Her, the idea that she had that all weddings are inconvenient, I just thought that was pathetic. I really did. Yeah. And here's the other thing. So... So Jen, the next part, right, we've, we've established what's happening in the episode. So the next part is Jen going to the wedding. And Jen goes as She-Hulk. And I know she's made it clear that she wants to go in this dress that Luke made for her and all this sort of stuff. But it's understandable if you can convert from a human to a She-Hulk form. That if you go to someone's wedding in She-Hulk form, they may feel... Like you're stealing the limelight a little bit from them. Now, hold it, hold it, hold it. One second, one second, one second. I've, I had a real problem with this entrance. Jen is the one who has been invited. Jen has been going on and on about the fact that she is separate and she's got this wonderful life and she's this wonderful person. And that she turns up as She-Hulk. Now, if she has a dress that is designed for She-Hulk, one of the prime requirements is that it is the equivalent of Blooming Spandex. As she is normal, when she says when she becomes She-Hulk, the dress should not tear apart, the costume should not tear apart. It should be good enough for She-Hulk. That's how I understood yeah, it's expanding it. Dress. That's the reason. Yeah, expanding it does. Though. Dress. It does expand, except for when she turns back, it, it's too big for her. If you if you look no, at the episode, if you look at the episodes afterwards, she's struggling to keep the blooming sh shoulders on because they're too big. So one. She can wear the dress. She can wear it there. She doesn't have to turn up as She-Hulk. She should be able to turn up as herself. And she doesn't. And then, obviously, the following lines uh, happen, which you're going to now mention. But it just seems stupid. It seems totally stupid to me. 
I didn't so much mind that she went in the dress that the guy made for no, her. No, I, 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 I had a problem with it got turning up a She-Hulk. Yeah, I mean, that's what that, I'm that's thinking. That's what I'm saying. Is that she's, She-Hulk. You know, what the hell is she doing? Turning up a She-Hulk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that she should be thinking about the fact that she's upstaging the bride. I don't think it's too Whether much of a Whether she upstages or not, she should be going as herself, her real self, the self that she's been talking about, the attorney, the person who's powerful. So this but, is, And yeah. whenever she talks to anybody, she talks about how great an attorney she is, how great a position she's got. Well, yeah, so it's, not, so it's not that. So I see where you're going with this line. I think the key thing to, to draw out from what you're saying is that in the previous five episodes, she's just been banging on about She-Hulk's just a thing that happened to me. And exactly. that Jen is the important part of the character. But suddenly, now she's excited to go places as She-Hulk, although nothing really changed. Nothing really made her excited to be She-Hulk. If anything, the only thing that's made her more inclined to like She-Hulk versus herself is some man who said that he prefers She-Hulk or doesn't like her. But that wasn't enough for us to suddenly think that she's going to abandon Jen, because she still lives as Jen. She's someone who can, at will, turn from She-Hulk to Jen, so why would she not live in her own apartment as She-Hulk if she really wanted to exactly. be like that? Exactly, and also when you talk about that line that that guy said in the uh, previous episode at the in, in the court, the camera showed the reaction of She-Hulk uh, being actually quite upset that that was the way he thought. It wasn't like she was. She was upset. Yeah. Yeah. She was so upset. This whole thing. Of turning up as She-Hulk. The whole thing is like the writers have forgotten all the previous episodes, it all was, the setup. It was uncharacteristic. Especially given that the dress that she's wearing fits her as a human as well. So here's the thing. So she turns up and she gets initial, you know, wow reactions from a girl called Heather. And she goes, Wow, Jen, everything about you yeah. is just working. And she goes, Thank you, Heather. And she goes, You look you look that toned up for the big day workout plans. You took that toned up for the big day workout plan seriously. And she goes, yeah, I did. Yeah. And she goes, girl, your ass looks crazy right now. And she says, everybody, say this? everybody mean, has an ass. Hell? Hi, Jen. And then Lulu comes up and she goes, oh, hi, Lulu. Oh, my God. Can I? And then Je- I think Lulu fairly says, can I talk to you for a second? And then she says, I can't believe you're doing this. You're taking all the attention away from me with your this. No one's going to be looking at exactly. me. All the eyes will be on you. And so Jen says, all the eyes will be on you. It's your big day. And she goes, I know it's my big day. I don't want you to be hulky at my wedding. Promise me, Jen. Promise. Yeah. Exactly. So what did we learn from this line? Jen's definitely going to break that promise later yeah, in the episode. Yeah, it's so obvious. And also, and also um, what I took away from it, to be honest, what I took away from that, that, that little bit of that scene was that Jen is proving to be so naive having tried to pretend that she is so clever common sense as we've just been talking about previously would have said you turn up as Jen yeah you've got the option don't you a normal normal person would turn up as a human being rather than as a monster or as whatever even if She-Hulk is you know even if She-Hulk is determined to be this beautiful being that everyone wants to look at you would not turn up to someone else's wedding when you had the option exactly. of just being your regular self and by the way jen is good looking on her own yeah, prior she's... to being she-hulk i don't know why every episode they make it out as if she's They're always trying this to act... hideous human yeah, yeah. that actually, no one wants to look at one of the things i've noticed is that and, and maybe i'm i'm 
Yeah. Maybe I'm now looking for small meager crumbs to actually make it feel like I'm actually seeing something. Maybe it is not true, maybe it is true. But I think they're actually sort of um dumbing her down a little bit and, and dressing her down a little bit. I kind of just feel sorry for Tatiana Maslani because yeah. she's not sitting there in any disgusting makeup. They didn't make her look worse than she is. But it's just but the every way episode, they're doing they seem it. to be making her out to be some sort of a hag. Yeah. Who's like, exactly. And she looks she's good looking. I don't understand why every episode they're she's... sitting there trying to make her out like some ugly being that no man would ever look at. She's not sitting there in disgusting makeup. She's just sitting there as a normal self. And my God, what her self-confidence must be at the moment. I, d- I wonder how she feels about that. Anyway, I guess she's rolling in money, so it's fine. Yeah, hopefully, exactly. Hopefully rolling in money. I hope they paid you well for this. So, <laughs> Jen says, I promise I will just show up as regular Jen at your wedding. And then she says, thank you. And then they go away. They're all and, best buddies now. And then... Uh, you know, then she has this thing where she goes, obviously, this one time I didn't want to show up as just Jen, which we just talked about. And we it doesn't quite fit the character. It's not obviously. It's not obvious. No, she said that. But yeah, what but I'm it's... saying is, we've already talked about that. It yeah. doesn't make sense for her character. Then Lulu says, look at these groomsmen, the Adam's groomsmen, Jack, Sam, Greg and Mark. And if everyone's coupled up with a groomsman, uh, Jen says, I don't have a groomsman. And then she goes, Lulu goes, we will not leave you hanging like that. Do you think we want our wedding to look insane? And then she laughs. And then she says, you're going to be walking with Jonathan. He'll be at the ceremony tomorrow. And everyone goes, all the all the, the bridesmaids go, oh my God, Jonathan, I love him. Jonathan's literally the best. So you're thinking, okay, she's going to maybe find a love interest or something. Yeah, here, exactly. You know? And uh, then we cut to Mallory. So this is the point where... X-Men are being introduced into the Marvel Universe. Do we know an X-Man? Has there been an X-Man yet? No. Mr. Immortal, he's definitely a mutant, isn't he? Oh, yeah, but he's not an X-Man. He's He's basically the first X-Man, isn't he? He's not not a member of the X-Men, though. Yeah, but he is is their first mutant. No, I don't think so. I mean, you could argue that She-Hulk is a mutant. You could ask... No, 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 that's not the same. I'm talking about people who would be proper mutants. Yeah, well, well, genetically, right, yeah. okay. Well, he's the first one. He's the first, he's the first one, yeah. one, yeah. He's the first so this one, is correct. how they introduce X-Men into uh, the Marvel Universe. So Mallory says, all right, Mr. Hollis. So this is to do with the uh, court case, that this divorce case. This is it, this is it. And Mr. Immortal says, uh, Mr. Immortal. And uh, Mallory says, I'm sorry, didn't you say your name was Craig Hollis? And he goes, it is, but I go by Mr. Immortal. And um, fine, so Mr. Immortal talks about the fact that... Uh, well, they talk about this divorce case, and um, basically the idea is that he's not divorcing one person. No, initially he's divorcing one person. Oh, he's, he is. Yeah, he he's is, divorcing yeah. one person. Basically, in a nutshell, when he gets tired of the person he marries, he pretends to die. He dies for a second and then moves That's on. It. That's it. Leaving whoever he's married picking up the pieces. So he says... It's not like I didn't try marriage out. I did several times. In fact, it could be said that no one has tried more than me. Probably literally. I'm a good guy. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But, you know, inevitably things go stale. But that's a tough conversation. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I find that you are emotionally suffocating me and you're wearing weird pajamas. Can you blame me for walking out into traffic during rush hour and putting an end to the whole issue right there? 
And uh, actually, reading that on paper, not bad. No, but it's a disgusting sort of approach. And to be honest, Mallory and uh, what's her name, Nikki, respond in the right way, saying... They say, wait, you, wait, what? Let, get, let me get you, this straight. Are you saying that instead of having a conversation with your wife, you kill yourself to get out of a relationship? And uh, he says, whoa, 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 I don't kill myself. I'm immortal, so I can't die. However, you think this woman with a law degree would doesn't know what immortal means? <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, I'm I'm telling you what I'm reading the script, and for the first time in six episodes, some of these lines come across funny on the script. Yeah, but they're but terrible. They come across they're like they're this terrible. In the it's terrible. But they, but also the other thing is that his whole thing is, uh, he dies for a split second or whatever. Yeah, and, and then they're and getting that's... over. They're going over the niceties of you know saying like he's saying I don't die, but I do die, and they say yeah, you do die legally, you die. And uh, Mallory says, don't you ever feel bad about this tactic? And he said, like I said, I'm a nice guy. And he said, uh, they said, uh, if you have the opportunity, I think it's the most considerate way to end a marriage. And um, fine. There's obviously something going on here where the writers, I think, you know, reading these lines, I think the writers have actually probably written a scene that is supposed to be funny and seems funny on paper. But for whatever reason, it's not Coming transitioning across so... over... Crass. And I think that I think the reason that this is happening is um is because of the previous episodes. Because they bash men so much. Yeah. Now when you're watching this scene, rather than it just being a playful guy where he's obviously called Mr. Immortal, he can do this sort of tactic, and it would in the you know initially have been but funny in another episode. But it's because they've spent five episodes bashing men, now when you see men come in and they even make jokes. It's just you thinking, well, they're just sending a message that men are like this, that they avoid having open conversations. They just leave marriages and women to themselves. So rather than it being something that's inherently funny, it's now turned into something where you go, God, are you really just telling us that men are like this again? I actually don't think they were trying to make it funny. They 100% are. If you read the lines, they're 100% making it funny. You are reading it, okay, and it is coming across as quite funny. However... However, I reckon they wrote it as intended to belittle, to have a divorce case where a guy who is a mortal or an X-Man or has some power is actually a douchebag. And this guy, the way you get out of divorce is not pretending to be dead. You don't just walk out, kill yourself and then walk away, leaving people thinking you're dead. And I like the just... idea of I'd rather die, though. But yeah, but the, it's, the thing it's is, crazy. I, I, I'll, I'm giving them the credit that you're not giving them. I think they did try to make this funny. Having read the lines, I think that they are hitting as punchlines. But the thing is, is that it's just been the whole thing has been marred by the previous episodes and, and how they've portrayed but, men, and you just can't find it funny. But that it's, scene, you just can't but find it funny scene, when you watch it. Yeah, but that scene, the way it played and everything, it wasn't funny. We'll agree to disagree on that scene. So. Basically, Mr. Immortal has thrown himself out of the window and here we go back to Jen at the wedding. Jen says to Lulu, you know, oh, we haven't caught up. And uh, Lulu says, how are you? What have you been up to? Uh, Jen says, actually, I'm the head of a new department at GLK&H, which is like one of the most prestigious law firms in the country. And I mean, as you saw, I now have superpowers. And at this point, Lulu cuts her off and says, nope, I don't want that. Are you dating a guy? Is there a boy in your life? And um, again, the writers 
hate everyone other than people who are like them. This or who are perceived happens. to be like them. I mean, it is... It's just pathetic. The whole... It's, it's almost as though they... If, if a character is not intrinsic to the story and the person playing the bridesmaid is not intrinsic to the story, they've got to be seen as being ditzy or somehow not very clever or somehow um, so silly that it's almost that it becomes an ob- obnoxious character. It's just the writers seeing themselves as Jen. Jen's living her life and she's encountering... Every person they have ever encountered in their life who they found annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's literally what this show is. And, um... I mean, if somebody... My God. If you just... Any normal... I'm making moves in life. I don't give a damn about that. Are you dating a boy? Because you have no value unless you're dating a boy. I know, it's just totally non... It's total nonsense. And I don't know why they write stuff like that. Because they don't need to. And what is wrong with saying... I'm successful, and somebody's saying, that's great, that's great. Remember, these are the bridesmaids who think, who don't think much of her. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. they've shown that actually she's, you know, she's head of a department in a prestigious legal firm, which always makes me laugh because she has to keep reminding everybody it's a prestigious legal firm. Yeah. If it was so prestigious, it surely also... it would be well known. But anyway, yeah. the point is that she's, a, she's head of this department and nobody says, well done. Nobody says, that's great. Yeah, I guess I don't really know any law firms. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know if they're prestigious. But what I will say is, she is sort of inflating her own ego by saying that statement. Because we yet have no evidence of her winning the case. case. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> she's, um, you know, she's she's showing off a little bit and it's not going well for her. And then Titania shows up. Yes. And this is when Jen kind of gets angry. And Titania, she goes, what are you doing here? This is my friend's very real wedding. You can't pull your crap here. I've never described my friend's wedding as my friend's very real wedding. I know. Because all other weddings are apparently not real. Yeah. And interestingly, we didn't see the groom at any point in this whole episode. He's probably frightened of appearing in an episode that is so poor. Doesn't want to associate himself with this, then he might not get another job. Well, he's a man, so basically he's not required <laughs> That's in a the good show. Point. He's just going to get bashed anyway. Yeah, what's the point? So then Titania kind of has a few jabs at Jen, and uh, she says stuff like, uh, what did she say? Something like, oh, you, you're wearing some sort of dress or something? Or I can't remember what she says. It's one of those ones where you watch this scene. And you see that they're having this back and forth. And again, it's just not hitting for whatever reason. They can't make these people equal in opposition. It doesn't seem to be something that we're worried about. Because at every hurdle, Jen just defeats her. She's not had to have any true struggle against Titania. Titania jumped in the first episode. She punched her across the room. Titania took a trademark off her. She instantly defeated her in the court case without Titania's lawyer doing anything, really. So it's not it's never been a challenge for Jen. And having her here at the wedding didn't seem overly threatening because you knew that Jen has the power to destroy her. And hence, why is this an issue? Why is this something that we should care about as, as viewers? I don't know. 
If I think it was. Time, to, I think it was to. If they spent of... time fleshing it out and making Titania more menacing, or someone they had to really worry about, you know, if Titania no. hurt an innocent person, if Titania had in any of the other episodes hurt an innocent person, then there would be something to fear. Yeah, but in this episode, I think the way they've done this particular scene is to remind people that she's not a good person. But because this is her appearance. And it's almost as though, oh, it's Titania. Oh, who's Titania? All oh, right, okay. But she's not. A, but, it's not that she's not a good no, person. We no, just see her as an inconvenience now. No, we don't no, see her as when, a bad person. The way she, it, it, when you watch the scene, she has, um, she has constructed a way, an underhand way of getting involved in the wedding purely to get at Jen. Yeah, but she's... Again, and that's she, a conniving... And who likes conniving people? She's Nobody conniving, likes conniving, but in people. a way, the writers have written her in a way where she's not a sly person. She's just she's conniving like a high school bully would be. She's not really threatening Jen in any any way. This is the thing. So they could have spent time fleshing out this character and making her sinister. That would have required them to expect to have an episode that lasts more than 20 we, minutes. Yeah, but we have had so many examples in the past of TV series, films, where two people who are in opposition end up at an event. But they're forced to be formal at that event, even though they know... And and there's an underlying element of... And there's a tension tension there. Tension of danger. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Nothing here. Nothing like that. It didn't feel any, any, any sense that someone could get hurt at this wedding. And Jen's, um... Jen getting angry. It wasn't really getting angry. It's, it's getting angry because yeah. you're here, not because you're going to do damage to anybody. Although that is what she was trying to say, and I think she may well have said something along those lines. But it didn't come across as something that um, was threatening. And maybe this is because somebody at Disney said, "You know what? We need to make sure the six-year-olds can watch this, so don't yeah. make it too threatening." So, yeah, Lulu says a Titania wouldn't show up to my wedding trying to kill you or something. And Titania says, I'm just literally just here to celebrate the love of Lulu and her groom. And uh, Lulu says, that's so sweet. So then we cut over to Jen on the bench. And uh, she's eating some peanuts of some sort. And enter Josh. And Josh is a guy who in this episode is pitched as somewhat of a love interest. He's one of the other brides, uh, groomsmen, and he's on the groom's side. I don't know if he's definitely a groomsman, actually. I don't know, but he's on the groom's groom side. Groom we know side. He's, on, he's been invited by the groom That's it. to attend. And Jen says, did you get a plus one? And he says, see, my plan was to strike up a very normal conversation with a beautiful woman, stuffing her face with candied nuts, which is his kind of he's taken, pick-up I, line I like to you. her, yeah, exactly. letting her know he's interested. And uh, at that point, Lulu comes out, um to see Jen on the bench and see John, uh, Josh there. And she says, half the staff is quitting because of how I'm treating them. Uh, this is such a terrible line. Could you help me clean up around here, straighten up, take some of these empties, tidy up? I could use your help. It, you know, The writers why... probably thought that was incredibly funny. However, it wasn't. It's just Jen being picked on again. Again, yeah. And also, you know, it could have been, it could have been funny if they had said, if if they made the character say something along the lines of, you know, I, all I did was ask them to do this, and they seem to object. And it should be something that we would all object to doing, but she's so ditzy because basically you're trying to play a ditzy that she doesn't realise it. There could have been a number of ways 
of saying that yeah. without her saying, well, well just, we don't... Just get... make us feel for a character. Yeah, just... Just put... make us feel. This is all, all we really want as viewers is to feel, feel something. Really, that's why we watch shows. That's why we watch television, you know, cinema, listen to music. Art is there to evoke some sort of feeling. And you could have, you could have easily had her come out in tears and say, you know, I, I booked someone and they can't turn up. I booked the caterer and he can't turn up. Yeah. It would have been easier to, to do something like that. Yeah. And, you, and everyone would have identified and said, you know what? The one of the worst things to happen on your wedding day is you think everything's going to go perfectly, but then someone who's responsible for a big part of the wedding can't make it. Imagine your photographer didn't show up. I'm going to imagine if, if, imagine if I'm thinking really bad thoughts in terms of how to make this funny. But can you imagine if you came out and said, you know, there's Mexicans I hired. The police have come along and said they're illegal immigrants. Yeah, and I've got but no they would have been just as racist as a flipping. Yeah, but the, all I'm Alonzo saying. Alonzo guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the point is, you can do something that is funny. And but it doesn't even have no to be funny. Humor. What I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be. But that's why I'm saying, if you if you bring out a, a bride, you know, even if Jen doesn't like this lady, if she comes out and says, "My wedding's falling to pieces because this person who I booked yeah, can't yeah, show yeah. up," you would have been interested. You would have said, "Jen's got a chance here to help someone." And, and also, it would appeal to the human side of Jen. You know, Jen as a character. Or and just, yeah, it, it would have just helped develop good. the character. It would just, yeah. just help us feel for Jen and say, you know what, you're in a hard place. You don't really care about this person, but, but you're doing some. You're good. doing something to benefit them and help them. Yeah. And then when it, you know, what... it would also make up for the fact that she turned up as She-Hulk and and was totally stupid. And also, it one of the things that um, I did think was that maybe that line that Titania said, where I'm here for the groom and the uh, the bride. That is something that should have actually been said by Jen when she said, I promise, I'm only here for you and the groom. And this, it could sort but of start the, developing the is, like, a more hu- a, a side to her that we can warm to in the right way. Exactly. And sometimes it's, it's okay to show Jen go through a hard time. This is one of the few opportunities where you can keep Jen as a perfect character and make her go through some hard things, right, that she doesn't like doing, but she's doing because she knows it will make someone else's life better. That's correct. And you can say something like, she comes out, she says, my wedding's falling to pieces, this person's not showed up, can you help? And then throughout the rest of the episode, the bridesmaids, they can continue to pick on Jen, and they can make her do these all these extra things, and Jen can get frustrated, and even at the end of the episode, when the wedding happens, they can give Titania all the praise. Right? Yeah. And they can say, oh, we're so glad that Titania came and helped and did everything. And Jen doesn't get anything I think for Dis- whatever I think she Dis- does. I think someone at Disney is looking at that and saying, isn't that film called Cinderella? Cinderella, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Where's the glass shoe? We just this, need that. <laughs> but this is the thing. So Jen, she goes through that, that in the episode. And you can feel that even at the end when she's looking at the bride and they're happy together, she goes, you know what, at least they are happy. Yeah, happy, yeah, exactly. I mean, it could have been gone so much better rather than so what they did. It would have been so easy to do. Yeah, it so, doesn't take a lot of But brains. again, writers, just so short-sighted. These and people just are just trying to Trying to get struggling. a joke in every five seconds. And it just means all the jokes don't work when you're trying to hit what it hurts with lines like this. Every five seconds, they're not try- they've got a line. They're attempting this something work? that Let's fails. See this works. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. The problem is your hit rate's so low 
None of them are hitting anymore. It's a bit like throwing mud at a wall and hoping it sticks. I mean, it's basically Is how they write the script. Is that the guy jumping out of the window? Like, it's, it, it just, that's the only thing that I connected with because I'm just like, I just want to get out of this as well. You yeah. know, th- it's strange because we're making our own jokes as we're talking. So now we move to back to our beeline. So we're back to Mr. Immortal, the guy who jumped out the window. And we're in the the office and we've got Mallory and Nikki. And oh. here we go. We've got a bunch of people who are known to Mr. Immortal and it seems like his ex-partners, ex you know, husbands, wives, have seen something and they've shown up in this in this um in this room. And before he was he was going through a single divorce, but now we're seeing that he's having to deal with the repercussions of basically internet fame. So he jumped out of a window, fell into a car, the video went viral and some some of the people he used to be married to have now turned up and said, "Hey, you owe me something as well." Yeah, because they've realised he's alive. His That's his it. scam of dying and disappearing um, has failed. That's and it. you know, in this scene, you know, it's a typical sort of lawyer scene. You've got a big table, all these um, spouses on one side that he's divorced or has effectively run away from, and then him uh, with Mallory and Nikki on um, on his other side. And when I saw that initially, I was thinking, okay, where is this going to go? Because it could go in quite a few ways. But it was all about, you owe me this, you owe me this, you owe me this. You know, and it's it, it's almost like um, the only thing that mattered is what you're going to give me. And it, it, I, I yeah, felt they I came felt, back to get something. I felt, I felt they seem agreed. You know, yeah, of these, course they're agreed. Some of these guys, they come back and they say the stuff. They, you know, they say something. So they say like, he left me with seventy five thousand dollars of debt. Yeah, yeah. He left me to raise a child on my own. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he, I spent ten thousand dollars on a funeral for him, and all sorts of stuff. So the the question that Mallory asks is, how did you all end up in this room? Which I think is a fair point to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they said, they say that a, a video link was sent to them from a site called Intelligentsia. And this Intelligentsia thing, Mallory says, is that the one for the hateful man babies? And they say, yes, that's the one. And what it is, is Reddit. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like a... It's Disney's a version of Reddit. Of Reddit it's, a, yeah. it's an online forum where people are posting things and loads of people are commenting and saying like this and that. And actually, this is the sinister tie-in element to the episode and they basically just copied the batman which is when a bunch of people online are going on to an online forum and they're trying to target people yeah right and we find this out a little bit later in the episode but um we'll get on to that so the seed has been sown that's that's the seed yeah. yeah so I'm sure that there's something in the comics about intelligentsia as well, but they're using it as a parallel to Reddit, same yeah. as they're using, you know. Reddit, by the way, is not a horrible site. I know some people don't like it. Some of it may not be fantastic, but I actually use it sometimes to get it's answers dark, to questions. It's a dark web, you know. No, no, it's That's not. That's what they it's want not. it to be. So they're, they're, they're trying to dark, make it out to be a dark so there, website. There are there have been illegal activities and whatnot on Reddit, but you know they're, they're trying to make it out like the way the Batman made it out. Yeah. Which is that there's a kind of like a sinister element to the forum site. Yeah. So there's a is... so there's a site at Intelligentsia that is open to the public, but then there's like this private site within it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway it is what yeah, it is. It is what it is. So they um they talk about the fact that 
they saw this video, you know, guy gets hit by cars, regenerates, body regenerates and walks away. And then Mallory says, listen, this is what I was worried about. It's not even just the case that you faked your own death, but you also forged multiple fake identities because a lot of these people actually know him by different names. And she says, you're lucky not to be in prison. But at the same rate, she says, I'll do the best deal under circumstances. I personally believe that at this point in the episode, you know, if they really knew anything about lawyers, the lawyer would have said, we're now way beyond the realms of what you initially asked us as a firm to do for you. We're abandoning you as a client. You should have just been honest with us. Yeah, but he's I know a, no, I, no, I don't, no, I don't. I, I do have feelings about that. I don't think that. I think what Mallory said was correct. I don't think they would abandon him because at the end of the day, they're getting paid. And it's not like he and lawyers, are, honestly, the only interesting, the vast majority of them take cases. They don't like it, but they put their noses up in the air and just get paid. Yeah, and that's basically it's a, how it's a losing case. It's like no, a definite losing it's not, case. No, not for them because they only get paid. Remember, whether they lose or not is irrelevant. They know. get paid. And also, um, this is, as you mentioned earlier, the way the first X-Men, a genetic mutant, to actually appear in the series. So, you know, they weren't going to let I it go. I think there could have been so much better stuff. Oh, of course. Done. I'm, I'm sure. But, I'm, I have no doubt you know, about it. At that. the end of the day, like, we can, we can again, we can disagree yeah. on that. So, we're back to Jen. We're back to Jen at the wedding. And this is a weird scene where Heather, who's like the like the sorority girl, bridesmaid, queen thing, she just starts giving Jen stuff to do. So she's like, Jen, look, like you can iron these shirts because the groomsmen are playing mm-hmm. Mario Kart. And then she goes, oh, look, Jonathan. So Lulu brings Jonathan in, who's the, the groomsman, groom's dog. Yeah, so the plus dog. one, the plus one, her, Jen's plus one turns out to be a little yeah. chihuahua he's, he's a little, dog. He's a little dog that looks like he's broken and they said, oh, he's so brave we had to resuscitate him this morning. Which is awful. And uh, I mean, my God, it's just, I don't understand why this was a scene because this scene happened and then we went straight back to the boardroom again. I know. And it's, it's a pathetic, it's trying to belittle um jen obviously but she's already been belittled how much we got the dishes thing you know we understood i I genuinely believe they kept this scene in as a filler because otherwise this episode would have been less than 20 minutes it would have been under 20 minutes you know we're talking about a an episode that i think was about 37 minutes almost a quarter of it wasn't the episode a quarter yeah. of it is titles if you think about it if you cut this whole scene we just talked about out of this episode the previous scene where they're talking with mallory and mr immortal it actually just flows on to the next scene yeah yeah it and does. there doesn't need to be any break because mr immortal turns around and he says ladies sebastian how about this i still have all of those apple shares i bought in 1981 plus all the gold left to me by my first wife baroness cromwell how about we split it evenly eight ways and call it a day? And that literally just seamlessly yeah. transitions yeah. from the last scene that they had. They didn't need to have this break with Jen being, you know, picked on by the bridesmaids yeah. yet again. And we don't need to be reminded that Jen is still existing within this particular episode. You know, it's it's a completely, like so many other scenes in this series, it is unnecessary. It's a filler scene of the worst kind because it tells you, not only does it tell you nothing, 
it is in itself a complete nothing type scene. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a, it's a nothing episode, if I'm honest. So here we go. So he he pitches this idea that they're going to split things evenly. Everyone can go their own. He's going to pay them all off. And and um, then comes the int- what would have been an interesting part where each of the different spouses, ex-spouses, says, oh, actually, why are we getting the same amount? Because we've gone through different things. And one of them says, you know, we were married for 18 years. She was only married for three years. Yeah. Why should we get the same amount? The other one says, well, I had a kid with him. Why should I be punished? And then someone says, why should I be punished for her mistake? And then they talk about, oh, my son's not a mistake. Yeah, you so is a So basically they're saying that they haven't had equal experiences and therefore, the money should be allocated in a way of recognising how long somebody was married to him, etc., etc. Et and that was fine. I personally had no problem with that. Um, and this is what, when Nikki, Nikki comes into her... No, you'd think that. Uh, we go what, back to Jen. Oh, God, I forgot. I go back to this Jen. I thing. mean, this is just Again, so stupid. Why are you chopping and changing so much? Yes, let us yes. see, a bit of, let's see, see a bit more of what's going on. You know, rather than you keep chopping and changing... It just disrupts the flow of the whole episode. Yeah. Now we're back, at, you know, at the wedding, and it Ched Ched is the DJ. So it's your boy DJ in Ched Ched Chedable Hulk. Yeah. I really hope he turns into a Hulk now. <laughs> and if he does, I will stop watching this series altogether because my God, it would if I, I shouldn't be able to call everything that happens. But uh, if he turns into the op- the opposing Hulk, that they're, they're definitely going to make another Hulk at the end of the season yeah. because that's literally what they're trying to do. Um, that would be so sad. So he says, let's get it started. They're starting to do all these sort of like dance and whatnot. And then um, Jen goes to the bar and it's a bar where you have to pay for your drinks. Yeah, so and... it's not even a free bar. So obviously, you know, the, it, the whole idea is you see her expecting to get lots of free drinks and she has to pay for the drinks and she starts paying and paying and paying. But you only see her, Only these scenes are always um, portrayed as though she is the one at the core of this. Whereas it would have been, I I think sometimes they should try to um, expand some of these things. Maybe it's too difficult for her, maybe it's extraneous, but I don't know. It... It just seems so contrived. The whole, the, each step, going from one it's step, just, to, it's just... It's just, they're, someone's they're struggling they're going, to what's make the this, worst this wedding? What's the worst wedding you could think of? And they're all sitting in the room together and go, what's the worst thing we could think of at a wedding? And someone said, imagine you have to pay for your drinks. I mean... You know the worst it thing? It doesn't matter that to is, me It doesn't matter. Much. It doesn't matter to me. I know people And I've been to weddings. I've been that. to weddings where the, um, the non-alcoholic stuff is all free and the alcoholic stuff you pay for. But you know what? Sometimes that's done to stop people getting mega drunk. That's it. And it obviously doesn't stop Jen. No, it doesn't stop Jen, who enjoys getting drunk. So she slaps all the money on the table. But, you know, it's just, again, it's something where I I know people will complain one day that a wedding, you have to pay for your drinks and all this sort of stuff. But in the context of this episode, where so much more is supposed to be going on, no one cares yeah. and you should think about something else to write you should think about something else to do and again you cut back to the boardroom yeah again nothing has happened you just cut back to the boardroom the editor must have been either drunk 
they maybe they've Ooh. gone to a wedding where they obviously weren't paying for their drinks and they've turned up to work smashed <laughs> and now they're just thinking these lines are fine who knows yeah. but it, it was, they've it come was back to so the boardroom cool. and now's Nikki's moment so Nikki I've, here's the thing I've got with this now so I I actually didn't mind the beeline of this ep- this episode where yeah I'm, I didn't I didn't mind I had issues either. with the previous beelines but I think the A line in this episode is so bad that I actually prefer the B yeah. line. And but that's the reason because the A line was because so the A line was so poor. So we go to back to the B line, and Nikki has she's kind of sitting on the desk, I think. She's no on the, the table, yeah. Everyone, she's sitting on yeah. the table, yeah. And the strange thing is, is we just have to bear in mind that Mister Incredible has just offered all these guys shares in Apple. No, no, she's got a huge amount of money just, to be put on the just table. Remember, he just remember he's offered everyone Apple shares and gold, right? So big amount of money each person is willing to get here, and Nikki's solutions for each person, I'm just gonna read them out. So Sebastian is going to be reimbursed for Lake Lawn Mausoleum. Taylor is going to receive back pay for two years that she quit her job. Cheryl. She's getting cash money. Amy is going to get a sincere apology with meaningful eye contact, lasting 15 seconds. <laughs> no. What? I know. If you had to pick between I... Apple shares and gold no, no, and 15 I, I, no, seconds of eye contact while I, he says I'm sorry. I must admit, I, when I watched that scene, I considered these things to be in addition. These are things that there's a baseline that each one gets and then these are additional things. It can't be because one of them got cash money. Yeah, that's fine. But they should all be getting cash money. They should all be getting whatever. Yeah, I, I don't I don't dispute that. But this again, this whole... And then they even up... And, and the way to make it to sweeten the deal is for Amy is... You know what? Instead of 15, we'll give you 20 seconds of eye contact. I know. I know. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. If the guy was prepared to kill himself to get away from her, do you think they have a problem with saying, right, look at me, I, I apologise, I look into your eyes for 20 seconds and then it's goodbye? I mean, it's just... If these writers really have no clue as to what is humorous and how to connect the dots in the story. Yeah. That's and basically then, where the problem and, is. And the thing is, is Mallory then goes to Nikki and goes, Miss Ramos, unconventional and excellent. I know. And it's just like... There's, I don't understand. You're not really a problem solver by doing these things. It doesn't show me that you are suddenly a problem solver who's fixing things in interesting ways. You're just asking each person what, what they, they want. want. <laughs> no, I know. She didn't think about those things for those people. She just said, what She's do you want? She just provided the tick list. And they said, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. And you said, yeah, fine. And the fact that a lawyer themselves described that as unconventional and excellent suggests that Mallory's not as good as we thought she was. I don't know. It's just... It's just trying to big up um, Nikki. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's a girl it. yeah. power thing. Yeah, It's like, girl power, look at us together. We're both amazing. We've fixed this whole scenario with this idiot man. And uh, there we go. That's the B plot, which I thought was interesting and ended up being a terrible and that, car crash. And that was, yeah. That, I mean, obviously and, uh, the scene afterwards. But... Back, to, back to Jen. Jen's on the phone and she's trying to contact Bruce. She says, I've been trying to get hold of you for weeks, months or days or whatever. Call me back, you ding dong. And here again, P- 
please just specify how long it's been, guys, because we don't know what the timeline is with the episode. There is no concept of timeline, and there's no concept. Yeah, this is it's really poor. When you say I've been trying to get a hold of you for weeks, months, or days, or whatever, I'm really wondering: is it weeks, months, days, uh, or whatever? whatever? Yeah, exactly. How, now, did she become She-Hulk a week ago, five days ago? Is it's so poor. It's so poor. I, I almost wonder if that line was written because they didn't know where this episode would fall in the order that's of also, episodes. That's also true. And as a result, they couldn't firmly say whether it had been weeks, months or days. In fact, that is, that is a really good point because the episode, the way it's been um, done, it could have appeared two episodes earlier or wherever. It could have been a follow-up to the, um, the, the, the trade dispute with the, the trademark dispute. Or you can imagine this thing being done in the next series. It wouldn't have changed. I mean, it's just yeah. bizarre that they'd have no real concept of continuity. That's it. And then well, here we go. So so Jen is uh, is hammered at this point, if you didn't know. Yeah. So Jen has done all the drinking. Dancing she slapped all the money drink, on yeah. the table. And she's been doing some dancing. And she's hammered. And this is where Josh comes back in. And Josh kind of talks to Jen and says in a nicest way, that uh, actually he likes her. Yeah, yeah. You know, that he he's not just sitting there going, you know, oh, She-Hulk, she is the best thing ever. Exactly. He's saying that I think you're pretty great as Jen. Yeah, he's actually struck by her. And I think that, you know, um, at least that part of the continuity of the plot <laughs> was kind of works because he came in initially and he tried to chat her up, didn't he? Yeah. So... That part... So he yeah, made his intention good, clear yeah. before, and yeah. he's continued with his intention. Exactly. And um, you know what? I bet he's a bad guy. I must admit... <laughs> I bet he's a bad guy. I must admit... I bet he's going to stab her. I honestly, I thought this guy's going to come back in the later episode. Yeah, he's going to stab her, isn't he? I really thought that. It's just the way they keep playing these characters. I, I, they just I, can't be a good man I in the thought, series, I'm telling you. I thought exactly the same thing. He's going to come back in a later episode. He's going to stab her in the back. He's going to literally stab her in the back. There's going to be something. There's going to be something. No, it's, it's a metaphorical thing. I, you know, be getting backstabbed by yeah. someone you trust? She's going to get literally stabbed in the back by someone she trusts. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the writers think this is smart. Yeah. 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 They do. But we figured it out four episodes before. So just just if you if you see that, listeners, then, uh, you know. We told know you. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, here we go. Jen says... You do? You do think I'm great? And he says, I do. And then she vomits. Oh, she throws up, yeah. And uh, she's vomiting. Uh, Titania says, yeah, let it out, babe. Let it all out. And bang! Kills Jen on the spot and the series is over. This this really sort of winds me up. Instant brain hemorrhage. So basically Jen is vomiting. She gets, she stands up, is facing um, Titania, and Titania, who is supposedly a supervillain with super strength powers, hits Jen, who, unless she is Hulk, is basically a normal human. She's dead. So how the hell can she take a full-blooded punch to the face and not be dead? Her her face (laughs) is in Pluto now. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. She's been, she was decapitated and the series ended and we didn't watch any more of the episode. <laughs> that's what I wish happened. Unfortunately, it's not Unfortunately, it's not. So Jen, as it turns out, is also a superhuman human because she's just better. 
And she took I the think, punch like a champ. I, I think they just basically, the writers of this series forgot she was a human being. Yeah. They just forgot. They, <laughs> they just thought, you know what? Rather than... This is how you trigger I mean, fear in her to become is, a She-Hulk. The thing is, there's so many things that happen here. But Titania punches her in the face and should have caved her skull in. And at this point, you would think the only way that the writers would get away with this is if when Jen is flying and she gets up, she gets up as She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and you say exactly. The exactly. Butler saved her. Yeah, you know how I think this how, happened with Hulk as well. As in Ruffalo yeah. said this. Did, didn't Ruffalo say this in Avengers? He said something. Bruce said like, you know, I tried to put a bullet in my own skull. Yeah, and, and the, the big guy, the big it guy out. spat it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So you would think that this is what happens with She-Hulk. That's right. Yeah. But no, Jen just is still a human. Yeah, I know. I know. In fact, Jen is having performance anxiety because she's drunk. Oh. God. It is it, these these the writers have forgotten the entire history of all that is Marvel. Yeah. I think and Titania is sitting there saying, "I'm going to publicly destroy you when they're fighting outside so, of the tent with no one else. No one there. else watching. Yeah, I know. How stupid is that? And she says, "Are you not going to turn?" And um, Jen says, "I can take you like this," and she tries to turn, but she can't because she's drunk. And um, so she much, needs to become fearful, so much for it? having ultimate power. To yeah, be yeah, you can switch on, switch off. Yeah, exactly. But you know, she, she can't, she can't get it up. <laughs> so, oh god! So Titania says, "This is just sad." And uh, she says, "It's no fun unless you're She-Hulk. Come on!" And Jen says, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Which is a song lyric from somewhere. And she goes, "I'm not obsessed with you, although it seems like everyone else is." You don't get to ruin everything for me for something you don't even want. Which yeah. is the first time that we have figured out why Titania is actually annoyed at Jen. Yeah. yeah. Because Jen is saying, I don't even want to be She-Hulk. And she's getting lots of attention. Yeah, And, and Titania is kind of like an attention whore. Which, strangely enough, is actually a very similar trait to the trait that the actress played in The Good Place. Which yeah, she kind was, of, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. Maybe that's why she was chosen for the role. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, Jen can't turn into the Hulk and she goes, oh, no, I forgot how to do it. And then she goes, give me a second. And then suddenly the horns play and they say, we've got a wedding fight, which is, you know, maybe fun, I guess, if it's two humans, if it's two superhumans who could kill everyone, maybe Maybe people should be running away rather than pulling cameras out. And uh, what happens? The fight lasts about four seconds. Jen beats Titania, and Titania slips on some ice. No, this is no, this. Is, hold it on. This fight is awful. So basically, you see. Initially, Jen is in the bridegroom dress, which I am not aware of as being provided by the costumer. So. Oh, is she? I didn't even realise that. Right. I thought she was in the initial dress. No, she's in the bridegroom dress. And she becomes the Hulk, She-Hulk, eventually, because of a horn or because of his sound. And it's like no attempt is made to even make it look like she's now got the problem with the fact that this dress no, it doesn't fit. Then, as if to, um, as if to sort of, no 
turned this into a fantastic fight. Just threw a couple of punches and she shakes and she and she um, hits the ground with her foot and crashes and and damages the floor. This is not a fight. This is not. A, this is just a joke. It's it's not a fight at all. I mean, the thing is, we already know Titania is nowhere near as strong as Jen. And they are showing that, yeah, there's a huge mismatch in their power. Which begs the question, why are they even enemies in this series? Like, why don't you find someone who's a little bit... You know, rather than having two people whose powers are super strength, of which one is ridiculously more powerful than the other, why not have someone intelligent on the other end who's making her life difficult? Something like that. Something to make her struggle. But there is no struggle. As and there's no she thinking in the whole... Is... She instantly beats Titania, which then begs the question, why did Titania not beat her up when she was Jen and she couldn't turn herself into She-Hulk? And then I guess the answer is because she did beat her up and nothing happened. It happened, yeah, exactly. And then the worst thing that I think I've seen in any, any superhero series with a supervillain, this charging individual with remarkable powers who can smash a she-hulk across the floor she smashed through the wall of a courthouse yeah slips slips touches her face on the slips. ground her face hits the ground and she breaks a tooth breaks it well she breaks her veneers veneers being the top part the fake teeth yeah yeah and the veneers now, are gone and then suddenly you see that titania's got all these disgusting teeth underneath yeah and it's like, oh my god, you broke my veneers, and that's it. And then everyone starts filming her, and she goes, she starts getting angry at everyone filming. She goes, "Are oh, you think this is funny? Are you showing your eleven followers on Instagram?" And then she says, "This wedding sucks." I mean, this is this is you the would climax. Think, you would think that if there was any reason to get really angry with She-Hulk, it would be then. Yeah, and then Lulu walks in. And Lulu, who's told her, please don't turn into She-Hulk, looks at her. And you would think, again, this is an opportunity for her to go. You've destroyed my wedding. Yeah. And Jen to get sad. And then, you know... But Jen apologises. Some, some form of character arc can ensue from this point. Yeah. When she's actually realised that, you know what? By me turning into She-Hulk, even when I think I'm doing the right thing, I'm hurting people. Yeah, yeah. You know, something this interesting. Goes back, this goes back to what... But um, no, Jen is perfect. And as a result, Lulu, who's drunk, says, Oh my God, She-Hulk's at my wedding? I love you so much. I'm a fan. And Jen just gets off with it. Yeah. Oh, you got a big boob and all this sort of exactly. stuff is what she says. I mean, it's just... there are At the beginning, um, in the first episode, the Bruce Banner character, played by Mark Ruffalo, highlighted that you can hurt people around you. That you, in trying to do some good things, maybe they, they don't turn out quite the way you expect. It's almost as though they've forgotten that was even hinted at. Mm. And this was a classic... This is a point in the series where they could have said, right, OK, this is the one incident where she realises that she's got to be a bit more... Um, not just responsible, but aware of the surroundings and aware of what she can and cannot do exactly. and how to then handle those situations. But no, none of that. It's just like now she's the... It's almost as though whatever she does is perfect. Yeah. And you would think, you know, remember Bruce said to her, 
that she has to be careful because she's a danger not to herself but others. others yeah, she has to be exactly. careful of just how much force she uses when she's doing yeah, things. Yeah. But no, she you know, she gets let off with everything. This character does not ever do anything disproportionately, which you would think would be the one of the biggest things that she'd be susceptible to doing yeah. when she's been handed superpower in the form of super strength that she hasn't, you know, practiced much. You'd think that maybe even as She-Hulk, if she's opening a door, she might accidentally break the door handle off or, or something yeah, like exactly. that. Or Small if she's going to hit somebody, if she's going to hit, like she hits Titania, maybe Titania go, hits, ends up, you know, uh, hitting her brother who breaks a leg or something. Exactly, yeah. You know, the consequence has got to be there. I would have preferred at this point that they've just completely subverted all opinions and went from a light show to a completely dark show and she accidentally killed Titania by punching her. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would have I would have actually preferred that because it would have just been so much more interesting. And and what a journey she'd have to go on to learn the fact that, again, to paraphrase the Spider-Man phrase, with great power comes great responsibility. But yeah. she's not needed any responsibility at this point. She just has great power and she just seems to be perfect with it. Anyway, back to Mallory. Mallory tells Nikki in a shortened form of the scene that she's been married and she's got a kid. Yeah. And uh, here you go. They they are looking through this website. Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia. And uh, they come across a, an area that they have to um, get a login for. They get the login quite easily, which yeah. is a bit stupid, you know. But they get this this login that is so easy to get into. It's just pathetic. And then they see that it's actually full of hatred, as individuals with a lot of hatred yeah. towards She-Hulk. People were targeting Jen with death threats. Yeah. And um, what does Mallory say? She don't says, tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't want to ruin Jen's life. And what does Nikki do? Well, that I, to be honest, that became so obvious. To be, so, so, she, so basically, Nikki has promised not to tell, to do as Mallory has said, not to tell anyone. And then she's on her way home in the car, phones, um, phones Jen, and you actually initially you think she's talking to Jen, but she spills out all her guts, and then you realise it's a voicemail. So you know that this voicemail is almost certainly going to be used in some way. I think That's later it. on. Um, and then yeah. um, what happens? The rest that that's pretty much the whole episode till the last scene, which is uh, I think that's the, I think that's the whole episode. And then I think it just stops the there. last the last scene is just us seeing someone pick up a bigger needle that they're going to stab her with. Basically, you can see there's a group of people in scientific gear. They're doing scientific experiments, and it's very obvious. These are the people who are trying to These get... These are the bad guys, aren't they? Yeah, the bad guys who are trying to get um, Jen's blood. And that's it. Yeah, and they, you know they pick up the needle and they put it. Ne- they put the new needle next to the old needle, the one yeah. that bent when it touched the yeah, skin. Exactly. This one's probably made and, of vibranium or something. Yeah, it wouldn't exactly. surprise me. And this is the one where you know, you know what, this is probably the one that's actually going to work. Yeah. But it's, you know... What was the point of this episode? I honestly... I'm struggling to answer that question because all of the interesting sequences really happened with Mallory and Nikki. Uh, and that's only be- and they were interesting because the main storyline 
was so poor. Yeah. I mean, really poor. This is an episode. I thought episode five was bad. This, this episode, episode really made me angry. It's I'll just be honest, so this episode bad. made me so angry because I thought, especially after teasing that Daredevil was oh, basically going to yeah. be the next episode, for you to put this kind of filler episode in when everyone already knows this season's just gone to flipping. I don't even want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just the season's just gone to pieces. And for you to put an episode like this in just shows that you just pl- you're so happy to plow on. No, no, you're it's so not the plowing plow on. Plow on and just go. It's... I just want to get the season done and just get us to the Daredevil episode. This so everyone yeah, yeah. after the last Daredevil episode, everyone will say, "Oh, suddenly it wasn't too bad," you know. They think that one episode will redeem the whole thing. There are now three episodes left, okay, of this series, and episode five and episode six really have are just irrelevant other than the fact that one or two characters have been introduced and you just think they're going to be they're going to somehow appear out of nowhere to be something you know the boyfriend might may well turn out to be somebody who um stabs jenny in the back or whatever but the point is these episodes they're filler episodes of the worst kind that's it. I really cannot stand. And you know the only way they way can redeem the show. The only way they can redeem the show if they really commit to it and give it like six seasons. Because it will be so bad. I know. Bear with me. The reason is because it's so bad, right? That the only way for her to genuinely go through a journey is for there to be so many episodes that they are forced to make her go through a character arc. Because they were unable to make her go through a genuine character arc in this season because only three episodes left. I wouldn't believe it if she went through a character arc in the space of three episodes. So they're unable to do it in this season, which means that they will have to slowly increase the level of threat against her. It's possible that we get to episode nine in this series and she still hasn't saved a single person. No, I, I, Just remember, I think... we are six episodes in. She has not even saved a single person. She has not won a single court case. Yeah, but I think that... Um, I would disagree with one thing. I think that they, they have... Plenty of time. I mean, you think about it. Three episodes, 60 minutes maybe of uh, screen time. You can put in some action. You can put in... Daredevil is obviously going to be there somewhere. I think Hulk will also come back. Um, So there are things that can be done. But the question is, will will the wait have been worth it? No, it won't. And I'm struggling to see how it's about Jen. They, but it's it's they make they make us think it's about Jen, but really they spend so much time on the, all these extra characters that we don't care about. You know, Mister Immortal. Are we ever going to see him again? No. Mallory is she going to do anything interesting? No. Nikki, I don't think they've got enough. Is Nikki going to do anything interesting? Yeah. No. Is Pug going to do anything interesting? No. Yeah, so all exactly. these extra characters that they put in that they didn't want to flesh out. Now we don't care about them. They also didn't spend any time fleshing out Jen, so we don't care about her. It just a. In six episodes, if you couldn't put in a scene where Jen had saved someone and said, you know what, that actually made me feel good as She-Hulk to save someone. I think that I think that they've got 60 minutes, three episodes, to do something worthwhile for the audience. Mr. Immortal could come back. Maybe he has a blood transfusion to save Jen. Who knows? Um... But she's going to be immortal and yeah. green. Oh my just, god, it's oh the god, worst yeah, thing ever! I, I can't believe you just suggest that. It this wouldn't me surprise me. It, it wouldn't even surprise me. We're going to get twenty seasons of Chiok. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all. 
you know, I, I, I personally think they're going to throw in another character they haven't talked about, they haven't hinted at. It will suddenly appear, and that will be a wow! Aren't we yeah, fantastic? We're like, looking uh, after you. I mean, you might suddenly find Captain yeah. America, who they've been dissing in the first episode, suddenly turns it'll be up. Like, it'll be like or it'll Kingpin be Hawkeye. And, it'll be Kingpin and Hawkeye. Kingpin where we didn't know could he was be. Coming. Yeah, it could be, or maybe Echo. There'll be something, um, and it'll, and I still think we'll end up saying, "So what?" Yeah, we won't care. We won't care. And you know the sad thing is we want to care. We almost know that She-Hulk is going to be incorporated into some form of the Avengers in the coming phase of Marvel. So this series is supposed to escalate her to a point that we care enough that when she goes to, goes onto the big screen, we know her well. But I just don't see it, and I, I think they need this so many more This whole phase episodes. of this whole phase of Marvel has been rubbish, and this this series, honestly, can you honestly see her on a level of? I, I, I'm trying I, to even I, think of a small hero. Honestly. Like, do you, can you think of her on a level of like well, uh, Star Ant-Man. Lord, Star Lord, or Ant? Yeah, even Ant Man. Yeah, no, Ant Man is a thousand times better. But the, um, I think the, the the issue the issue that I I personally have, and I think many fans have, and many people have, is that there's actually two things. One is the way this whole series was sold was. It's a character in a series of comics that has done really well. The She-Hulk. Not many series of Marvel have been successes in recent years. Very few, actually. And She-Hulk character has done well. Those comics have sold, especially when she's linked up with the Fantastic Four. And that was the big thing. She-Hulk. We saw Fantastic Four in Doctor Strange in the... Uh, um, in the, in the multiverse, in the multiverse. Yeah. So there's, there's this expectation. Well, maybe this is how we get Reed Richards in, and maybe that's what will happen. But there's this. But the series of um, comics was very successful, so it leaves a great expectation that that will be how they'll tie some things in. And the other part of it that is hard not to ignore. It's hard. So it's hard to ignore, and that is this was shown to loads of blooming critics prior to being seen by anybody else, and those critics said it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. The ratings they have given this show are on a par with the greatest cinematic... Series of all time. Greatest series and greatest cinematic films of all time. <laughs> and now we're looking at it and then what... What is this? Uh, they still hold up. The critics, the critics have they, not dropped their. Yeah, they haven't dro- they they have not dropped their ratings. They're watching the news. They're watching the episodes that we're watching, and they're maintaining that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, it's just. Uh, this is the thing. How much? How much can you and then, trust? And then, how yeah. much can you trust the reviews coming from a multi-billion-dollar company? Well, the, the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes should be, and you know, there they should be some trustworthiness no, around this. No, you can only ever trust the audience rating because the audience is what reflects what's actually. Well, I think the on. audience ratings are going to be manipulated. Personally, I think that I've, I've noticed that the episodes are getting worse. It started to decline. And now Rotten Tomatoes seems to be stuck at thirty-eight percent. Yeah, it's and I am pretty. I am but, pretty I mean, sure thirty-eight is pretty bad. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that actually the this they're they're doing something that's manipulating that number to I keep actually, it higher. Th- I actually think the only reason it's not going further down is because people have stopped watching, so they're not rating it anymore. That's also possible because that is. Um, I would re- I would be really really yeah. interested to know what the viewing figures are from episode one all the way to episode six. Well, what we do know is that. Um, 
in the last week or so, the, yeah. the the actual there, there was a leak from someone at Disney, and which um, the implication was that this show was the worst show that they've ever had in terms of ratings. Um, which, to be honest, not surprising at all. It doesn't surprise me. Having said that, I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I am actually tempted now to watch Miss Marvel simply to see was it better than this. The reason that I didn't see Miss Marvel was I, I really did it not like. To, it just didn't appeal no, to us. It, it wasn't just that. It was the way it was portrayed. No, it, it was aimed at people of, you know, who are brown skinned and Muslim and all that sort of stuff. And I don't want to. I don't want to be attracted on that basis. I want to be attracted on the fact that it's a great film. It's a great series. It appeals to all of us who enjoy watching superhero movies and yeah. series. There's nothing wrong with there's isn't isn't there's nothing wrong at all with having a series of someone who's got, you know, uh, from an ethnic minority background with a rich history and all this sort of stuff. But again, we shouldn't be you know, what's the word? We shouldn't be told that we have to watch something just because it's giving equal opportunities to people from ethnic yeah, minority exactly. backgrounds. Yes, just make it an interesting story. Exactly. If you'd make yeah. it a great story. I mean, if she had a great story, we'd we'll be loving it. Story. Same, same with if it, was, if it was someone with a white background. I wouldn't be sitting here going, oh, I'm just watching because they're white. I watch series because they have good stories. Exactly. And if you stop having a good story, then I'll stop being interesting, interested in your Expect series. Expect us to pan you. So, so Miss Marvel, I think it didn't appeal to me from the trailer because it felt a bit kiddie. Oh, God, yeah. So that's the yeah. only yeah. reason but, but, I didn't but, but, really but, but, get trailers into were really poor. I didn't, I didn't really look into, you know, what was going on too much in the series. I may give it a chance in the future, but obviously there's other things out. Cobra Kai, I want to see that. Yeah. Andor, I want to see that. So, well, I'll put it on a back burner. The other reason, you know, Marvel's not been too great with their series that they're bringing out, and when they bring out a character that I've never heard of, who seems sort of just like a fan of of uh, Captain Marvel and is going through her own high school stuff, it's not really something that appeals to me. But who knows? In the future, maybe I'll have a look exactly. at it. Exactly. But the point at the moment, I have no reason to look at it because they can't even satisfy me with a character that I like, and yeah, they seem to be destroying that character. So let's um. Let's wrap this up. It's, uh, Are we going to rate this one? Or is it just so bad it's not one worth it? 1 to 10? No, no. This 1 to 10 is too much. I, I think that we've got to do... We've got to, it, let's not rate it with a number. We've got to rate it with something else. Okay. So how about we rate it with... Um, vegetables. Did we not do vegetables? What did we do last time? Was it well, we haven't done fruit? vegetables. No, last we time we did numbers and letters. Numbers and letters. Um, okay. Favorite okay vegetables or 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 a culinary delight or not so delightful thing. Um, so food, food, <laughs> yes, food. Culinary delight, <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I actually do not like. I, I. I don't like. Um, She-Hulk. <laughs> so you don't no, like She-Hulk. I'm not a fan of papaya. Okay. Okay. So this is papaya. And I do, and I do really enjoy Manchurian and all those sort of dishes. This is I. I would have papaya rather than watch this. This is how bad yeah. I thought this was. I. I really found myself. Think, I, I. I was offended by this episode. Oh, well, in the I mean, sense that 
their expect no yeah. expectation was so high because Daredevil was shown as a link, and then you got to deal with this. Hmm. So I, that, that's that's my my view on it. That's my hmm. view. How about you? Um, what so we're doing a, we're doing a scale of food. Food, yeah. One person, what do you like? What do you don't like? And then where is it between? This is uh, okay. Things that I like pizza. I like okay. I like pizza. Yeah, we all like pizza. Yeah. Um, what don't I like? Thing is, I'm not a picky eater. Things that I don't like are things that uh, you're not a great fan of porridge. I like a bit of porridge. Do you? Know? you? I like a bit of porridge with the right. strawberry and whatnot. All right, we, oh, you know, I'm talking about your straight porridge. <laughs> See, you don't like straight porridge. You need to have something in it. I, I honestly, I don't know on a scale of food. It's very hard because I'm not a picky eater. Um, but if I had to eat paper, that's what this would be. Oh God, yeah. No, it is... People do eat paper, you know. But if I had to eat paper, like rice paper, or uh, I'd be happy to eat paper instead of watch this. Is that bad? It's that bad. It's the worst episode. And I, if ideally, I'd be eating their scripts because then they wouldn't be able to write. You know, right, episodes. Be... <laughs> it's the worst episode. It's the worst episode. Um, episode. I still think six. episode four spelt disaster. I, this was just this just made me angry because the expectation they set and what they actually did. Yeah. Um, that, that's the reason why so that's why I said for it, the expectation was actually not necessarily off the scale or anything but when you have five relatively poor episodes but the expectation yeah. is when you show me the dead of a helmet and you do something like this it's, it's, it's game over for you it's, it's game wrong. over it's wrong so let's leave it there thank you to anyone who is still listening um Gosh, what a ride this has been. And we're going to continue. We're going to ride out for the whole series. Three more episodes to go. Three more episodes. So, uh, yeah, if you like what we're doing, comment, like, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.